Hello and welcome to How to Save Your Planet podcast. I'm Dr. Tara Shine and in this series I'm suggesting how each one of us can play our part in reducing the impact we have on our planet and improve our own lives in the process. To show how everyday habits have an environmental impact, I use examples taken from my book How to Save Your Planet One Object at a Time. In this final episode, we'll be considering some of our leisure activities, including partying. So we'll be looking at swimming and swimsuits, running and running shoes, cycling, children's toys and Christmas trees. Take swimming. Ever wondered what those sleek suits Olympic swimmers wear to make them more hydrodynamic are actually made of? Let me list some. Synthetic or plastic fabrics like nylon, polyester, something called PBT, a texturized polyester, and lycra, also known as elastane. If you're a swimmer, you probably also have some goggles and perhaps a swimming hat. Goggles are made from rubber and silicon as well as the polycarbonate hard plastic used to make the lenses. Modern swimming hats are made from silicon or synthetic fabric. Now, when the synthetic fabrics used in swimsuits and hats are washed, they shed microfibers into the washing machine and that wastewater feeds into natural waterways and contributes to ocean plastic pollution. One company is marketing swimwear based on natural biodegradable materials that won't contribute to marine pollution. By using wool and stretching and spinning the yarn with new technology, they have made it water resistant and machine washable without the need for chemical additives. Currently, swimming hats and goggles are not generally recyclable and neither are swimsuits. So although many swimmers love splashing about in the sea, sadly what they wear could be contributing to ocean pollution. Here are a few tips. Choose a swimsuit made from nylon regenerated from marine litter and if you belong to a swimming club or pool, push for a waste box to collect old goggles for specialist recycling by a waste organisation. If you're wearing a traditional swimsuit, wash it in a guppy bag. Guppy bags were invented by two German surfers. They're designed to capture microfibers when you wash clothes and reduce the risk of them contaminating wastewater. You can upcycle old or unwanted swimsuits by using them as stuffing for cushions or in other ways. As for plastic-free swimming hats, why not go retro and try one made from natural rubber or latex? The manufacturers say the thicker rubber keeps your head warmer, especially good for swimming in the sea. Perhaps you're a running freak who loves participating in marathons? Millions of us must be because worldwide 25 billion pairs of running shoes are sold each year and that means 34 million every day. It's not only running shoes that you need nowadays. Like almost every other sport, running now requires a whole range of gear from socks and shorts to a smartphone to play music and to track your run. All that gear is going to have an impact. In 2008, the annual carbon footprint of a typical competitive runner was calculated to be the equivalent of driving 6,044 miles in an average car. Most running gear is not recyclable and ends up at a landfill site or in an incinerator, so get the most wear from your gear before you relegate it to the bin. When you've done with it, pass it on if it's still usable. When buying new, choose eco-conscious gear, in particular long-lasting items made from sustainable fabrics like bamboo and organic cotton mixes. And source sustainable socks. 
One firm makes running, hiking, cycling and skiing socks from merino wool, recycled polyester and synthetic fibres. They use non-toxic dyes and minimal packaging. Look for running shoes made from marine plastic or recycled plastics. There's plenty of choice. And don't overwash your gear. Washing and drying adds to their carbon footprint. Perhaps your favourite method of getting out and about is cycling. It's some people's favourite sport as well. In any case, it's certainly one of the greenest forms of transport in terms of its impact on the environment. Plus you get fit without even trying. Result. Nowadays, lycra-clad groups zooming through the countryside on club rides or commuting to work in cities is a common sight. And as cyclists embrace all that nature has to offer, they can be key advocates for sustainability. Most of the carbon footprint of a bike is attributed to the extraction and preparation of the materials and the manufacture. As for bike helmets, most are made from a plastic shell with the all-important shock-absorbing foam layer underneath. This foam is usually an expanded polystyrene made from small plastic pellets. Polystyrene is not biodegradable. So think environment when disposing of an old bike. Give it away if you can for someone else to use or look out for projects that collect and revamp old bicycles for a new owner. Take old tyres to be recycled and look for new tyres made from natural rubber or recycled synthetic rubber. And go for brands of cycling gear that use recycled and marine plastic. Ah, children, parties, Christmas and fun. Above all, toys. Toys play an important role in a child's development and education, but many toys contribute little to learning while creating a lot of waste. Toy production uses natural resources and energy. Their transport contributes to greenhouse gas emissions, as does their disposal. The greater the number of toys on the planet, the bigger the environmental impacts. There are also concerns about toxins and other harmful chemicals in toys, especially as young children put them in their mouths. One thing we can all do is to buy fewer toys. Another is to treasure the toys we have. Toys can last from generation to generation. When you do buy, look for sustainable toys made from recycled or natural materials such as wood and wool and that are designed to last. It's a good idea to swap and share toys with family and friends. Some authorities have set up toy libraries. If you don't have one near, consider setting one up or propose it to your local library. Difficult though it might be, pass some less loved toys on when your kids have grown out of them. They can bring joy to many more children if rehomed. Of course, toys and Christmas go hand in hand. It's an astonishing fact, but up to 8 million real Christmas trees are sold in the UK each year. An artificial tree has more than double the carbon footprint of a real one. The average age of a real Christmas tree sold in the UK is 8 to 10 years and a tree usually lasts for about 6 weeks if you water and take care of it. Most trees sold in the UK are grown in the UK, often coming from Christmas tree farms in Scotland. While growing in the ground, Christmas trees are photosynthesising, using up carbon dioxide at the rate of over one metric tonne of carbon dioxide a year and producing vital oxygen. But the moment they are felled, that positive benefit for the environment ends. So ensure that your tree is from a sustainable source and a new tree is planted for every tree felled. Up to 19% of the carbon emissions associated with a real tree comes from its disposal. Chipping the tree and using it as mulch in gardens reduces these impacts and helps to condition the soil. 
Of course, an artificial tree can't be recycled and has to go to landfill or for incineration. Your best choice is a living tree. These can be kept in the garden after Christmas and brought indoors for Christmas year after year. Feed it with compost and plant it in a smallish container to avoid it growing too big to bring indoors. Some tree farmers have even started to rent you a living tree, taking it back to care for it until the following year. Get to know a sustainable tree grower. The less your tree travels, the less its carbon footprint. And look for an organic tree grown without herbicides or pesticides. On their website, the Soil Association in the UK lists growers that are organic. Well, we are reaching the end of our final episode. Thanks for listening to our podcast series. I hope I've given you some useful tips on ways of tackling the causes of climate change and protecting our biodiversity. Individual actions matter and they add up when many of us change our habits and behaviours and question what we buy and how we live. The changes we make as a society in the next 10 years hold the key to a safe and viable future for humanity. See, the importance of getting involved and playing your part cannot be overemphasised. I hope you can make some of the changes I have suggested and then tell your friends and family. Spreading the word is one of the most powerful actions you can take. For more information and many more tips, do get a copy of my book, How to Save Your Planet, One Object at a Time, printed with vegetable dyes on sustainably sourced paper. It's available from all good bookstores. I'm Dr. Tara Shine. How to Save Your Planet is a West End Media production for Simon & Schuster. Thank you.